Oh, am I doing it? No, you don't. Do you think we're out of practice? I'm a bit nervous to do the intro. Two months? It's all it, it takes. Has it been two months already? I think so. That flew by. Yeah, this summer, I don't know where it went. I mean, I'm happy we stepped back from the podcast. Such a commitment doing a podcast every two weeks for like 20 minutes. But... Oh, it's so strenuous. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of this show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 33, Embracing Change. You had like two months of pent-up inflection buildup. In that. Was there a was that a roller coaster of inflection? Oof, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Well, welcome back. Hopefully we're not too out of practice on this uh, week's podcast, but we thought something cool after we, you know, took a bit of time off. We took a bit of our own advice for the last podcast. This podcast is definitely uh, circles in on itself a little bit. So we, you know, episode 29, we talked about the art of laziness. Uh, episode 22, the power of stepping back. And number 17, how to relax. We took a bit of that advice, but uh, now we're back after a two-month, apparently, hiatus. And honestly, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the rhythm and uh, talking to you again. Yeah, it's exciting. We, we haven't talked for two months. People don't know this, but... Uh, yeah, we as, only talk when we record hus- a podcast. As husband and wife, yeah, it's, it's in the contract that we both agreed to when we got married that the podcast is the only way that we communicate and negotiate with one another. Man, that would be so sad. I hope people have a good sense of sarcasm. <laughs> but, but It's hard to convey sarcasm without facial expressions, but yeah. maybe people are really good at that with masks now. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's all in the eyes. It's all in the eyes. Yeah. I went on a wine tour a little while ago. Oh. And one of the, the, the server had a, a face mask on and was super sarcastic. And none of us could tell if he was actually sarcastic or just kind of rude. So I don't know. Masks are changing the rules of the game. You know how mo- models do the smoldering look? You know when a model looks like smoldering? What they do is they don't like squint their eyes. They move their bottom eyelid up. So that their top eyelid stays the same. I feel we're all getting really good at, at this communication Everybody through our eyes right now. Everybody's going to be able to make smoldering eyes now. Yeah. Super practical tips yeah. on becoming better We're podcast. already practical uh, a minute into the podcast. But uh, uh, to make things a bit more practical and tactical, the topic that we're chatting about today is something that will be relevant until the end of time. Until long after podcasters are done, long Til after, after coronavirus, even yeah, it, it, oh, hopefully that's sooner rather than later. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, 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 that topic is change. Yes, embracing change. Oh, and this seems like a good time to talk about that specifically because some people are going back to school, some people are going back to work, and we've also just been in, enduring a lot of change in the last few months. And always will be for the future. But so it's always a timely topic. I don't want change. Everybody has to absorb change. And if you can just learn how to deal with change, hmm. it's a better way to live, I think. And actually, this is something on our very first date you talked about. And I think I've always had this in my head is this idea that change is kind of the default state of life. And yeah. trying to avoid change is just inevitable. So you have to learn to embrace change. Yeah. Well, and that's well, been eight years now that I've... I've thought about this your wise wisdom on our first date wow it was a really fun date though that's when you knew that you were <laughs> dating a truly wise man 
that's when I knew I was dating a fu- like an interesting man. <laughs> I won't that's, go as far as wise. Wise? I, I, I might go so far as wise. But th- this is an idea. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is an idea that's central to a practice of Buddhism, not, not to get all religious and, and spiritual on, on the listeners of the podcast. But uh, this idea essentially says that happiness is nothing more than coming to terms with how things change. Things are always changing around us, and we have these expectations that we kind of build up in our mind around them. So expectations can ruin pretty much anything, right? Like, let's say you get, I don't know, a new iPad for Christmas from your rich uncle. Well, if you expected an iPad Pro, you're going to be disappointed, even though you just got a new iPad because we compare our experiences to our expectations. They're kind of the, uh, the ruler stick that we use to measure everything against. They're, they're how we make the value judgment for whether things are good or bad. And this can, this can even go through like your day-to-day life, right? I mean, even if you're thinking about your schedule for the day, I know just today as an example, <laughs> I started the day with literally no meetings and I thought I was going to get really deep into my code because I have a whole bunch of analysis I'm finishing up. And I thought I was just going to have a nice quiet day to do that myself. And since it is now 10, 15 in the morning, and since the start of the day, I have had four meetings pop up and I have now all of a sudden I have this kind of broken up day and it's just not what I had in my head, but I reorganized my schedule. I I took a deep breath and just said, okay, it's not going to be the day I had in my head, but you just, if I, my expectations were that I was going to be coding all day and in my really comfy clothes and just doing my own thing kind of in my bubble, that would suck. But you have to adapt to the change, mm-hmm. oh, which I think I have. That sucks still. Yeah, it's okay. It's, they're good meetings. <laughs> but if you, good. if you expected to have 10 meetings. Yeah. Um, if my expectation was that the whole day would be thwarted with meetings, then I'd be so happy with right it. It's like that uh, Ab Ripper video that we sometimes do. I don't know if people are familiar with this video, but essentially, you know, we're doing 25 repetitions of a really hard exercise. And he says, just imagine you have to do 100 of them. 25 doesn't seem so bad, <laughs> does it? And it's true. That's kind of a, like low expectations are one of the greatest, I hate the word life hacks, but they're, they're an incredible life hack. And uh, especially right now, you know, things are always changing, but right now we're going through a period of rapid, rapid, rapid change with the the changing global economy, with uh, travel being shifted around, with the state of our work, the work that we do, maybe we're out of work, maybe we have more work, less work, the same amount of work. You know, everything's changing. I, I look at my work at recently. So I used to travel most of the time to do talks in, in various places. Now, there's no travel because there's a pandemic and, and I have a big new work project, a book that I'm working on that don't get too excited. It comes out 2022, um, you know, adapting to doing virtual talks. There's change all around us. So we thought it would be such a prescient uh, topic right now. I yeah. know there's change that, that you're dealing with too and that oh, listeners yeah. are dealing with. For sure. I mean, I'm working from home now like so many other people and I used to have two offices and now I basically have None. So you have like half an office are, in our living room. We do get room. to go back into the office like periodically under a lot of. You have like half an office in our living room. Yeah, exactly. I have a corner office that if I put a sticky note, I don't get interrupted. 
like 45% of the time at least. So. Except when you get up from your desk, <laughs> then that's free territory. I mean, we're and still I- we're still getting the hang of, I mean, three months in and we're still getting the hang <laughs> of it, but um, we're still figuring out a balance between me working from home and not being rude. Oh, so, there's a new penalty now, not to get too yeah. off track, but to follow up on a previous episode where we were chatting about the working from home rituals where she has post-it notes that uh, she puts on her chair, red one if she's in a, uh, a video call, a green one if she's just focusing. Now, if the post-it note is up, I get a fine if I talk to her, but she gets fined too if, uh, if she talks to me when the post-it note is up. And a fine meaning like we just have a $2 budget transfer from one of our personal budgets, which sounds like we're totally robots and, and really overthinking this, but it's a good way to put a little bit of reinforcement into into the into the dynamic. So it's been good so far. Yeah. Rituals always changing. But yeah, I just want to back up a little bit. This is not to say that your expectations should be low. Like you're not... We don't want to recommend people just have low expectations walking through life because that's also not a good way to set yourself up for like setting goals and and ambition and things like that. Yeah. But it is important to also just recognize that how you reflect on a situation or how you respond to a situation is often due to how your expectations were set up ahead of time. So mm-hmm. if you're expecting something to be one thing and it becomes a totally different thing and that makes you feel disappointed or angry or upset... That might just be because your expectations were not realistic or maybe were just not, didn't take everything into account. So it's just to keep in mind that your expectations are a big part of how you respond to change. Yeah. And I look at my time right now as a good example of that. So, you know, it was Corona hit and then all the talks were canceled and I thought, wow, my schedule is going to let up a little bit. I, I, I can take some time off, relax. But uh, right when we stopped doing the podcast a couple months ago, I, you know, I, I was piecing together a new book idea, and now there's a contract for for that that we have. Yeah. Uh, so Exciting. if I expected some time off. Uh, to, to you know, rigidly, I, maybe I would have. Uh, I mean, it's it's a project I'm interested in, but that would have informed how I felt about the current situation, which I'm uh, really, really grateful for. And so, there's countless examples of this, but I think it does start if if we're looking to uh, come to terms with how things change. Every good productivity strategy begins with awareness. Awareness of how you're spending your time, your attention, your energy, or the expectations you have and how things are changing themselves. So, uh, you know, I think that's step zero with regard to change management, we can say. Oh, it sounds, that sounds, that like, sounds a, like something we would have learned in business school. It's probably, you can probably uh, search for that on Amazon and find 20 textbooks that <laughs> nobody's ever read except for the person that wrote them. And this will just really help you notice what's changing. So if you find yourself feeling anxious or stressed or, or even just really excited about something and you don't really know why, this will allow you to point to specifically what caused it. Was it your expectations didn't match up with what actually happened or was it just that you're experiencing change in a way that you didn't think you would? And, and it's causing you some kind of emotional response. And mm. just being aware of that is, I think, really, really important. And it allows you to figure out what you need when you're experiencing this. So I know, for example, when we started, when we were really locked down and we were home <laughs> 24-7 and spending every minute with each other when normally you're away like 40% of the time, right? Um, this, I started feeling a little bit more irritable than usual and just a mm. little anxious. And I 
I took a second, I stepped back because I know meditation is something we're going to talk about later, but this is something I've started doing a lot of since the lockdown. Um, and it just made me much more aware of the fact that I needed to have a little bit more alone time. And yeah. when I started feeling this kind of response in myself, I took a step and said, okay, what is actually happening right now? And I just realized I'd had zero alone time when I normally have quite a lot of alone time. And as a definite introvert, definitely needed more time to myself. And, and that's something we've worked on now. So. And that's the power of mindfulness, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you're uh, mindful of how you're feeling, mindful of the emotions you have, emotions are... Uh, usually nothing more than a response to an external or an internal situation. Uh, so, and, and because expectations inform emotions so much, uh, using disappointment, using anger, using frustration as a signal to reflect upon your expectations for how things go, especially during a time of rapid change like this, uh, I think is key. It's uh, that that uh, that emotional intelligence, honestly. Um, can can get you really, really far in terms of noticing your expectations and then calibrating your expectations the next time for how you think things will go and maybe reflecting on whether they were uh, true or, or or whether they needed calibration in the first place. So, you know, no, notice your expect, notice what's changing, but also notice the expectations you have around that change, especially as you react to things as they change. If that makes, I hope that makes sense. But emotions are uh, one of the best signals in the world for how you're responding to something and what your expectations are. But I think this brings up the next point, which is really kind of a continuation of that is that you don't want to just see every data point in your life as an individual response. You want to kind of look at the trend, right? So this comes to anything. If you want to look at how your income is working or how your income comes in or how you're saving or how your weight is fluctuating. If you want to measure changes in fluctuations, you don't want to just look at one data point. That's not a trend. Trust me, I do a lot of data work. You, uh, <laughs> this is but your you, thing. Yeah, this is my thing. So you really want to step back and look at a trend, not just a data point. And in, I mean, the world has so many apps now and tools that you can use to track different things in your life. I know we both use Apple Watches to track our health and our fitness. Um, but also there are like finance apps out there that can really track that. So yeah, you might feel like you're saving all the time, but in reality, if you're only saving like a little bit here and there, the trend will show you that you're actually maybe not on, on track Yeah. or the opposite. Maybe you're saving a lot more or not spending quite as much as you, you usually budget. Which... Or what your weight is. Maybe you're overweight right now, but on the greater trend line, you're yeah. that's sloping downward. Yeah. If you've lost 85 pounds in the last year, but you're still slightly overweight, that one overweight data point might not tell you the full thing, right? Yeah. The full story. Um, Look what way the directional arrow is pointing. And this extends beyond expectations too and and how we perceive our current situation. It extends to any data point ever. So if somebody gives you the data point, uh, right? So this this was an idea that um, I I pulled from a book called Factfulness by Hans Rosling. Great book. Incredible book. And, And he talks about this bias that we see individual data points as the truth rather than being able to zoom out from those data points to see the other data points and how things change over time. And one example that he gives is extreme poverty. So right now, uh, 800 million people around the world live in extreme poverty. And you think, by God, that's a, that's a terrible number. But when you zoom out, you realize 
that that number is lower than it's ever been in human history. And it's getting better and better and better and better at a rapid, rapid, rapid pace. And it's actually uh, a reason for optimism. It's still not a good situation, but the trend line is good. And if you zoom out, you become more optimistic and see things as they truly are. And you can learn from the trends, right? I mean, in that example, you can learn hey, like what policies have we instituted that work or what what programs have we instituted that work? And you can do that on your day-to-day life too, right? If you see, oh, I've I've lost all this weight in the last few weeks, like what's changed? I don't know, or maybe you do know, Um, or you haven't lost any weight in the last little while and you can try to figure out what did or did not influence that trend, right? So trends are just much more informative than data points. And if you don't like the idea of having an app or some kind of tool, I mean, journaling is a really good way of keeping track of, things in your life and and you can go back and reflect on different trends. I mean, this was something a therapist told me like years ago, back when I was in grad, my undergrad, I think. Um, and they they said, oh, well, like you should just re- journal so you can reflect on how your emotions change or, um, and it's something I do to this day. So it's just a really handy way of reflecting back and looking at the trends in your life. Yeah. Another, another tactic that, um, you know, works really well. And I, I can't remember when I made this mindset shift. Maybe it was around when we started dating <laughs> by the sounds of, <laughs> oh, of <dear>. things. <laughs> um, but it's simply to see change as the default, right? Mm-hmm. So, Arden, name something that isn't changing or in the process of changing right now. Are turtles weird habits of walking into glass? <laughs> that's changed, you know. <laughs> and eventually Edward will no longer be with us and that most oh. definitely will change at that point. So, you know, if if you zoom out long enough, everything is temporary. Everything yeah. is changing and and it, things are in their current state, but if we zoom out to a broad enough timeline, everything's changing. It's decaying, it's expanding, it's building, it's fading. It's, it's, it's just in a state of flux. And so in addition to seeing the, uh, the data points in our life as a part of a broader trend and noticing what's changing in our expectations for that, just seeing change as the default and learning to become friends with change because by God, it's one of the greatest forces in the universe uh, that that by itself is is a tactic worth investing in. Yeah, and the last one, which is the, I we're think, on the last one. We're on the last oh, one. Oh man, it'll. But I think this kind of goes hand in hand with all the other ones. It's just meditation, and we've talked yeah. about meditation tons on this. Like podcast. in half the episodes, maybe. Yeah, no, maybe not half. I mean, <laughs> it's just such a wonderful tool. I know there are tons of different types, but in general, they just really help you. Let you figure out how your brain works, how you're responding to your thoughts and, and, and just navigate that a little bit better in your own head. Yeah. You know, so many of the thoughts that we have, actually pretty much all of them, I, I can't think of any that aren't, uh, are a chain reaction from some source that originated somewhere else. And, and so because of that, expectations are often a reaction because of some uh, pre-wired circumstance that we have etched in our mind. And so it, it definitely takes you know, meditating for a little while to be uh, able to untangle these uh, thoughts, these webs of thoughts that produce expectations. But once we begin to, we, we see where expectations come from, how they form. And just noticing that is uh, kind of a superpower in and of itself. Ooh, a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> Meditation, man. Um, yeah, I know this is something I've been doing a lot. The, the since... Buddha, the original superhero, Meditation Man. <laughs> 
I don't. This is that, a, this is why monks wear capes or uh, robes, I guess. This is something I've done a lot more since lockdown. I think I mentioned that earlier, but I've just been meditating almost every day since we've started to be stuck at home. Um, and it just helps me realize when I'm starting to feel more anxious. It just makes me much more aware of when I'm starting to to feel some kind of emotional response to something. And I can either step back and take a moment to chill or or respond in some other way. I know meditation has just been really helpful for me to practice process how I'm feeling through this. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping back from emotional responses, especially right now, is a super is a superpower and it has so much to do with expectation and change. So yeah, a, a few things to try from this episode. So as you head back to school or work or whatever uh, big changes are happening right now uh, in your days, in your life, just t- take time to reflect on what is changing and how you're feeling about that. Uh, you know, whether that's through meditation, a great way to step back, having that mindset shift where you go from, uh, you know, seeing change as an inconvenience to seeing it as the default to seeing every data point as a part of a broader trend line and noticing what's changing and your expectations for that thing. This, this is one of those rare strategies where noticing how you're feeling, how you're reacting is sometimes all you need to do in order to uh, become a bit better at managing change. Couldn't say it better myself. All right. So finishing up, becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode. We hope you have a wonderful week. It's good to be back and we'll see you in a couple Tuesdays. Bye.